Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to a new episode of uh, Inside the Lab. And uh, now, after talking a little bit more about our mission and our green coffee approach and philosophy, we are diving into the roast, which is our main uh, business here. So, um, about this series on, uh, on, on, on the roast inside the lab, we are going to try to give you more insight on uh, first our approach, then um, we will release a second episode about the machinery and all the more technical slash equipment aspect of um, our, uh, our roasting operation. And last but not least, it will be about our quality control process and how we maintain quality and consistency over time. But for today, we are going to dive a little bit more about our uh, approach when it comes to roasting. And um, obviously, it starts with the green coffee philosophy and uh, offerings that we have decided previously. So if you want to know more about uh, how we choose a green coffee, uh, feel free to check our podcast on, uh, on our green coffee, green coffee uh, sourcing philosophy. But once we get them, then we have different inputs um, that influence our decision when we uh, build a profile. The first thing is, uh, well, what kind of mood and uh, feel flavors we want to extract from this coffee. As you may know, we always start with the end in mind and uh, do a reverse engineering process. So we really start with a place, a situation, a mood. And based on that, we draw some flavors, we draw some um, mouthfeel uh, finish and a, an, an entire sort of um, image from um, from the, uh, the, the, the first goal, basically. And then we are looking at the green coffee. So once again, we always start with the end in mind. And later on, we check the uh, physical properties of the uh, coffee. And when it comes to the physical properties, there are several ones uh, to take into consideration. The very first one uh, is uh, the... Um, uh, moisture content. The moisture content really tells you how much water is uh, trapped inside uh, the bean. And that's a really, a really important um, data to have because a higher moisture content will need more energy in order to get out. Because in roasting, the first phase, uh, which we call green to yellow, it's also that phase of dehydration. That's where you use your energy to get the water out of um, the coffee. So first, moisture content. And that's really in different areas. There's not really a, a, a ranking of the most important attributes. I'm just going to throw them out, out there. Um, the process is really important. So the, the origin and process is, uh, is quite, quite important um, because a natural process uh, will have a chemical structure that has been uh, through much more than a, than a, than a washed process. And a um, natural process will get darker quicker, for example. And it's really, really, um, uh, really reactive to heat, as opposed to a wash process, which really can take on heat a, a little bit uh, smoother. Uh, if you're not careful about your roast and your gas application, you can really burn easily a natural process. So 
I will even put, I think, the nitrate process before the moisture content because that really changes a lot uh, how you're building your curve. So the process and the origin in general affects a lot um, our decision when we want to build a profile. Number three, um, we will put the bean size. And that's why bean size can be related to origin, but not really, because at the origin, they sort the size. And that's why you have uh, in certain origin, like Kenya, AA, uh, A, AB, that's, that refers to size. The same in, uh, in Colombia, for example. And a bigger size, they kind of known for the uh, slightly higher quality, except PB Ridge, which is something really different. Um, but uh, when it comes to roasting, size matters a lot because a bigger bean uh, will need either more energy or longer, uh, longer, I would say, roast, roast time. Why? Because um, just imagine about cooking. If you cook a, a big piece of steak or tofu or vegetable versus uh, a one that is chopped thinly, it will take you more time to cook a big piece of, uh, of ingredient than a chopped, very thinly chopped one, right? Same thing with, um, with, uh, with roasting. So um, the bigger the bean, usually the, the, the higher your kind of energy input will be or the longer your roast will need to be in order to avoid what we call a underdevelopment, meaning that you have the outer uh, part of the bean uh, more roasted than the inner part. So a bigger bean is more subjected to, to that defect. And that's why pacamaras can be really hard to, um, to, to roast because they are really, really big. And at the opposite, you have a PBRE and smaller Ethiopian beans, which are really um, fun to roast uh, light because you preserve all those fruity floral flavors. And because they're small, uh, it's kind of sort of easier to roast by applying higher heat application. Obviously, everything is relative. Mm. Then we have the density. Density, which is closely related um, to the elevation. And basically, in the density is the sort of the same process. A high density means that a bean has a lot of matters in it, a lot of organic matters, a lot of carbs, a lot of uh, amino acid, a lot of fat, etc., etc. So, uh, high density beans will need a bit more heat and then a bit more energy uh, to go through uh, the roast versus lower uh, density ones. But in spaghetti coffee, uh, if you keep your beans um, and sourcing within like grade two and up or at a, quite a higher quality, that variation really is less than five, seven, ten percent. So that's why the density is not as impactful, but it is a little bit. It's just like all our, all our coffee so far, I think the lowest was uh lowest density coffee was i think 660 grams per liter and the highest one 710 uh, which is not that much uh, but when you come when your coffee goes from 11 percent moisture to uh 9.5 it's a huge change and you need to completely change your profile so that's why i put density a little bit 
uh, a little bit after your uh, after the um, the over attributes and uh, and then you have your uh, your machine which I will explain a little bit more in the second episode uh, on this little series about uh, about inside the lab uh, slash roasting uh, so to sum up just this little part um, when we decide what how to roast a coffee from our sourcing philosophy, we look at the process, the moisture, uh, the bean size, uh, and uh, the density. That's about. That's when we want to check the uh, physical slash chemical characteristic of the coffee. Of course, we also look at what we want to do with this coffee. And third is the machine. So, um, roasting is basically those three things: it's machine, taste, and green coffee. And that's what we try to master. So by knowing more about your green coffee, by knowing really well your machine, and that comes only with experience, and by uh, being a better taster, uh, you will make great coffee if you want to be a roaster uh, one day. And um, I think that's, uh, that's about it in terms of the introduction and the attributes we look at. Then from that moment on, we build our profile. And when we build our profile, once again, we start with the end. What will be our end temperature? We decide that end temperature based on historical data or really based on, on guests. If, for example, I've never roasted a coffee from Philippines. If one day it comes, um, I will maybe check the size, check the variety, now try to find a similar one. Maybe I'll just pull my Guatemalan roast or who knows, my Peruvian roast and then take the same end temperature. It's really based on, on the data we have. So um, it starts with, with a lot of uh, data analytics, basically. And so we start with the end temperature. Then we, we decide the uh, development time because those two things affect a lot the overall taste. Uh, mostly overall time, development time, and end temperature. That basically will um, will have a lot of impact on your on the color of the coffee and the uh, the weight loss. So we uh, so as I said, we decide on the end temperature, the development time, and uh, and kind of the overall overall uh, duration of the roast. Once uh, we have locked that. Uh, and by doing so, basically, higher temperature will make your basically your coffee a little bit more like chocolatey, lower one, more fruity and floral, with a risk of being grassy, and higher temperature with a risk of being acrid and, and roasted. Lower development time uh, will emphasize the acidity, and fruitiness, and florality of the of the coffee. Higher development time will really make your coffee rounder, nuttier, chocolatier. Um, overall, it's obviously very um, subjective of the coffee you're using and the, 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 the machine that you are having. And, um, and then uh, we will have, we will decide of the overall time and decide basically when to hit that first crack. And from that moment on, then we, we choose what will be our second phase or mild phase. Uh, and that will give us a certain time and a percentage, and then we basically pinpoint 
the what at what point we want that green to yellow transition to happen and then it will just automatically give us the last phase or which is the first one the green to uh, to yellow or dehydration phase so so now we have our end temperature our development time our first crack time our yellowing time uh, and we just have to pick the charge and that is the really uh, the real important uh, decision here uh, we could have started with the charge temperature and charge weight and then uh, and then adjust basically our roast i like the the reverse the reverse way because i can really um i can really see the puzzle um constructing over there so but both both method uh, works so once we get all our our uh, targets then we pick a charge temperature and a charge weight the charge weight will be highly dependent on um, the uh, the green coffee you have but also and more importantly i would say the machine the machine uh, the machine capacity uh, the machine outputs the thermal inertia so it's really based on the machine and uh, that's about a charge weight and a charge temperature it's once again based on um, all those uh, intrinsic qualities and characteristic of the green coffee such as process moisture density etc etc typically we will charge less uh, at a lower temperature for natural higher temperature for washed uh, maybe higher temperature for a big bean lower temperature for smaller bean if they are the same density if not then you have to play uh, and so on add a soak time to allow uh, a more gentle approach to the heat if for example uh, you have a big bean with a slightly lower density uh, and you heat that bean with a very aggressive heat energy uh, you may have some uh, tipping or scorching effects uh, so in that case like for example our pacamara we like to give it a good soaking time so that the uh, the coffee slowly absorbs uh, the heat in a more gentle approach and that avoid um, getting those defects that can add a little bit of the roastiness even if you have a light roast and uh, and then uh, we heat that color change uh, usually well it's, it's hard to give numbers but it's somewhere between three minutes and 40 seconds to five minutes sometimes for our espresso roast uh, or bigger beans um, and then we hit the first crack depending on the coffee it can be anywhere between seven minutes and nine so it's a big big window and our development phase is usually quite quite short i never go over two minutes and 15 seconds i think that's our longest development that we're using for espresso and uh, on the uh, lighter side it really depends on the coffee it can go out as low as 30 seconds or 45 seconds uh, but usually it's about a minute and a half a minute 40 and that's how i like um, uh, our coffee because our objective once again it's always good to wrap up with the end in mind and the mission is to uh, propose a coffee that that has flavor that will convey a certain mood a certain place a certain feeling and to highlight the terroir to highlight the origin 
and really showcase uh, the farmer's um, skills and farmer's job in producing those uh, delicious coffees. So that's why we really want to preserve that with uh, our roast. But once again, everyone, uh, every roaster will have a different kind of approach to roasting based on the different uh, market or, um, or, or mission. Ours is really to bring um, that level of, um, of terroir clarity, transparency, and um, so that people can really enjoy the coffee, learn more about it, improve the palate, and have an impact on the uh, long term. Thank you very much. I hope um, you've known a little bit more about our roasting uh, approach, even if I know I repeat those, those elements uh, a little bit um, everywhere in our podcast. Now, Roast with Memory podcast. But here, we just wanted to consolidate them all together so that you really know uh, what we're about uh, when it comes to roasting. And uh, see you on the next episode where I will uh, dive a little bit more about machinery, thermodynamics, and uh, some geeky stuff. Thank you very much and see you next time.